Welcome to the CSRG Podcast. I'm Keanu. And I'm Chris. And first and foremost, happy Thanksgiving. We're recording the night before Thanksgiving, so everyone enjoy your holidays. Eat a lot of turkey. Get really fat. So no, you don't eat a lot of turkey. Turkey's so you, gross. So you can't move on the range, and we can beat you next year. Woo! Um, Aren't you on that boat, too? Yo, yo. I'm working out. I'm bulking. Yeah, but Thanksgiving is still Thanksgiving. I am bulking. Um, but yeah, so today we're actually going to talk about something that's probably we're li- a couple months late, I guess, on the topic. No. A hot no, topic. we're not anymore because Ben just brought something back up on his Facebook. Oh, what? Okay, so we're going to talk about cheating. Yeah, and we're going to try and keep it shorter because we want to play Call of Duty. Yeah, and also it's already kind of late. And so It's only 9.17. It's late, man. I got to go to sleep. Um, Call of Duty. Duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> yeah, I know. So um, just, I guess... In the spin of Thanksgiving, you know, I'm pretty thankful that everyone we shoot with at Area 8, at least for the most part, we have not had any scandalous things happen in the USPSA world, at least. I think three gun, there was some issues uh, that Todd Jarrett brought up to light was it earlier this year, too. No, it wasn't three gun. It was USPSA. Was it USPSA? Yeah, this guy, um, he, he was shooting, um, I think the most recent two um, shooting concer- uh, shoot, cheating scandals were... Um, in the mo- in the past year and a half or so, they were both from Area Eight, I think, oh, or, they, or, or at oh. least they, they they were both from North Carolina. Maybe they shot in Area Eight, so uh-huh. like the like VIR and like matches yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they shot those matches, um, and in those areas, and the rest of them have been in Area. A lot of them have been in Area Six. Yeah, which is unfortunate. So, <laughs> I, I don't know what the issue. Um, like I, I think that's just because there are a lot of people who live in the Deep South. Yeah, or like, or like the U.S. Southeast. So just just by um, just by value of population alone, you're just going to have more people who might cheat. Yeah, um, and I guess you know when it comes to cheating, I can't really think of a reason why you would. It's because a lot of these also happen to level ones, right? No one. I think one of them might have happened at a level three. I have no idea. I, these um, almost always happen at level ones, but like because that's when the shooters have the most access to tablets, and yeah. data, and all that stuff to manipulate. First and foremost, I guess I just don't get it because there really isn't much on the line for a level one. Um, even with like the CSRG stuff that we're doing, like you know, there's no money, there's no like legit prizes yet that you're really competing for. No, it's all or, ego. Um, but like, why would you go through all that trouble to cheat at a level one? I, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. It was like we were just talking about playing Call of Duty. It's like people cheat in video games, and I don't—I never understood that either. It's like what satisfaction do you get out yeah, of it? Well, because you're, it's not—it's not based on your own merit as a player. Yeah, just but, like how winning in USPSA if you cheat isn't based on your own merit as a shooter. Yeah, but like video games, you know, people like to grief, and I think that's part of its own fun. Of okay, cheating. okay, yeah. And so yeah, but but you know, when you're shooting USPSA, right? It's not like you beating everybody incredibly. It's not like griefing or you're trolling people, you know. Um, so like I feel like there's even less motive to do so at a level one. It's a lot um, less trash talk, like about you know having relations with other people's mothers <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah so I, I understand. Um, but yeah, and so I guess you know talking about it, I guess the most recent thing has been the Tony Cowden stuff, right? It was Tony Cowden um, that that was the most recent within the last few months. Yeah. Um, but then something just came up we'll talk about it later um with uh with this new company that just started that's sole purpose is to investigate cheating and scandals in uspsa or competitive shooting it's kind of crazy though i mean the the fact that that's to the point i I think a lot of people are just disappointed how the board handled it and i feel like 
Well, so I spoke to the I spoke to one of the board members mm-hmm. who voted on it, and he was saying that while yes, it did look like there was cheating, he could he did not believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that he was cheating. Yeah, there just wasn't anything that was concrete enough, right? Everything was almost circumstantial, or and he provided an explanation for almost everything, and and like it's it's not to say that he did or didn't cheat, right? Because we don't know all the details. The board didn't disclose all the details. Yeah. Um, so we don't know the entire situation, but what we do know is there were numerous edits on multiple classifiers that were shot at his club. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And he basically he he super paper towel at GM. Yeah, and you know I guess the you know I I think paper GMs right that's always been a topic too right regardless of how you get there, right before it was shooting classifiers over and over again reshooting over and over again practicing them right i mean there's always been an an issue of paper gms but i feel like that it's it's way less more more or less these days at least i would say it doesn't matter as much because everyone is so kind of invested in majors now at least people who take the sport seriously um that you know exactly who's a paper gm and who's not and yeah i think the issue of paper gm i think is more overblown than than it was when we first started um, yes, uh-huh. because I, I think a lot of the GMs we do see are people who have been doing this since like the nineties. Yeah, they're just really old now, so yeah. they they might just not be as good as they used to, or whatever. And, but like they're still performing at a fairly decent level. Yeah, and like to be honest, it's it's crazy, but the competition, like people joining the sport now, are just better than they were twenty years ago, right? It's yeah, with, it's with any sport where you see progression. Yeah, and I, um, I think I think the the proportion of sandbaggers to grandbaggers yeah is about it's like a hundred to one yeah and like <laughs> grandbaggers that's definitely growing these days too but you know there's some monetary benefit to that right um, but I think sandbagging what, there's a monetary benefit to sandbagging grandbagging yes. gets you no monetary benefit unless you're yes. trying to grow your own business as a paper GM yes and but I but yeah with grandbagging I think that's more of the issue with the particular case with Tony was because I heard he has his own training yes company as well and so I. It, it's not to say that he did or did not cheat his way to being a GM. It just makes it a little more suspicious when your business is somewhat contingent on your credentials as a athlete or a trainer, right? Yeah. It's like it's like forging a NRA pistol instructor license so you can you can shoot, right? Um, so, but, or so you can teach people, yeah. Yeah, but but that's a little more difficult to do because you got to take the class with an NRA. Yeah, because at that NRA point, class, like you're no longer um, at that point, you're no longer lying to yourself. You're lying to other people too. Yeah. Because okay, sure, you might be a GM, and like I, I don't like grandbagging, and I and but I don't think grandbagging and cheating are on the same. Like they're kind of near the same ballpark, but they're not on the same plane. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so like in in one in one regard, you have a GM who made it to GM by reshooting classifiers over and over again. He just practiced classifiers. Does that make him a better shooter at standing and shooting? Sure, yes, maybe, right? Or maybe he just got the scores he wanted, just uploaded those or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he still can't shoot a field course, so who cares, right? Yeah. And on like, the other hand, you uh-huh. have the you have someone who's cheating. You have someone who's editing their scores, or who who may or may not have been editing their scores, um, and then they. And then they use it to leverage their company as marketing, so that way they can get you know they can get people interested in their classes, get people interested in their products, their training, all that stuff. So I I feel like if you're if you're gonna cheat like that, you're costing people a lot 
it, like you're causing the community a lot more harm as opposed to just cheating your way into GM in general or cheating your way into winning a level one or whatever. Yeah. So like, I, I think it's a lot, I, I think this particular case has a much greater impact than any other case just on principle. Yeah. And just the fact that, you know, the term grand backing, right? I mean, there's, there's some monetary benefit you get from it. And then there are people who are being affected by it because they will look at your credentials and say, Oh wow, this guy is really good. I want to take classes or, yeah. you know, invest my training into what, what they do. And not to say that making GM isn't an achievement, it absolutely is, but you're not really saying a whole lot if you're doing it solely by standing and shooting classifiers over and over and over again. Yeah, and uh, you know, but I think at, at an extent, I think one of the more ethical parts that I have an issue with is um, especially people who will take classes from a paper GM generally aren't invested in the sport or shooting as a whole to realize that they are a paper GM. Well, so I don't think Tony taught a USPSA course, though. I think he was all Timmy classes. Well, yeah, well, but but that's that's what I mean, right? Like, but right to like the, Timmy's though. If you're an A class shooter, you're basically god. Yeah, and if you're a GM, it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's a GM in yeah. practical shooting. But I think that's what makes it it rubs me a little bit the wrong way as well. If you're a paper GM who are, is teaching classes to the type of people who. Are I guess what you would consider like the lower lower denominator for those who are in the shooting community, for skill set wise, if that yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, because when they see that, they go, "Oh, well, this is what the highest level looks like in competitive shooting." Um, while you know you don't see people who are shooting USPSA seriously taking classes from paper GMs, it just doesn't happen. It's like the stolen valor of USPSA. Kind of, yeah. Right, because it's like you have people who have, who teach classes out there and they've never, and like they claim to be like veterans or whatever, right? Uh -huh. And sure, they, they're legally veterans as in they have a DD-214, uh -huh. but they've never, they, they've never seen combat, the, the most rifle or the most qualifications they, they've had are like some, are on the range, like on the square range or on qualification ranges, mm -hmm. you know, shooting, shooting uh, silhouette targets at 300 yards or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's it's kind of like it's almost in that same regard. It's like people just leveraging true, but like false in like false at heart. Like at face value, it is true, but it's somewhat deceitful. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I think you know it's it's fine if your own personal goal is to hit GM and you don't care if you're a paper GM, but if you're using it in a way to monetize your business, technically there's nothing wrong with that. But it just but it's, me the it's, wrong way. I don't even think, okay, technically there's nothing wrong with it, yeah. but I think from an ethical standpoint, from a business ethic standpoint and from an ethical standpoint as a shooter yep. in the competitive community, in in the USPSA community, you're doing yourself and other people a disservice. Yeah, I would agree. Right? Um, yeah. And, I think it's, it's, and it's just a bad look. Absolutely. On competitive shooters um, as a whole. Well, and especially because, you know, if let's say you, you have a guy who's a, you know, a Timmy, but he's actually really good at shooting and he takes a class from a paper GM. And at some point, it's like, oh, wow, well, this is what the top of competitive shooting is. Like, I'm just going to go shoot at EPA. You know, it's like there's also yeah, that, too. Much. And it, it kind of segments the, the community as well, because, right, if if you're not actually a GM, but you're teaching people and they see that your skill is that of the top of no, because what it's the top five yeah, percent. It, it, de it, it devalues. Yeah, it's the top five percent of classified shooters. Yeah, it de it devalues USPSA as a whole, right? Because or at least the classification system, and then yeah. it causes people to say, "Oh, the classification system is broken." Blah 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 blah. And then they increase height factors, and now I can't get out of A class. <laughs> That's your problem, buddy. Hey, hey, I could probably hit M if I wanted to. 
I can hit M in production. Um, but, I'll, I'll be working towards that, but... But I'm not an M-class field course shooter, so... You are when you're not messing up. So I am not an M-class field course <laughs> shooter. <laughs> you just make a lot of unscored mistakes. Yeah, so, like, I've got GM times. Like, no problem, but, you know... My hips are like that of a C-class shooter, so... Or when your gun doesn't work. Yeah, so it all kind of evens out there. So from there, I think I'm happy being A-class until I win a plaque. But A-class is going to be... You haven't won a plaque yet? Not in A-class Open, yeah. Oh, man. It's... Yeah. The the second half of the season... Open sucks. Dude, it's tough. Like, it's... Yes, it's an easier platform to shoot, but that means it's easier for everybody. (laughs) And it's just... Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, no, it's definitely tough, but... But again, that aside, so you know the reason why this got brought up today was Keanu was mentioning um, there was a post on was it Duty Project or no Ben just post Ben Steiger just posted on his Facebook. Okay, uh-huh. so a new company started started up. I don't know if it was a company, but a group started called uh, Competitive Shooting Investigations, um, and now they're like they're gathering reports and evidence and all that stuff, and they're publishing reports um, for for people who are suspect of cheating. And this most recent one that they posted was a uh this is their first case ever so out of nine, 92 matches so they partner up with like uh with match directors and stuff and people are suspected of cheating so that okay, way they can uh-huh. get the score logs and everything yeah so this one shooter he shot he shot 92 matches total so he's been shooting for a minute mm-hmm. they found over 50 percent, 56 of the 92 matches had edits in his scores and to the benefit of the shooter, 72 out of um, 72 of the uh, of the total matches benefited him. What? Well, here. Okay, so I'm confused now. I'm stupid. So it says he shot 92 matches total. And he shot 56 with edits. 36 without edits. 72 edits to the okay, to, okay. Oh, just edit the, the edits number in general. of edits yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so 72 edits to the benefit of the shooter 15 to n- not to the benefit of the shooter so I bet those 15 are from like legit edits like oh, early, yeah yeah exactly oh, we, we forgot to score the no shoot or you or, put it in yeah or you put yeah. it like in the wrong shoot or something like that right dude that's crazy so so yeah so that's and they posted the Instagram conversation they had with him too oh dang so they're like straight up calling people out like like yeah, this, and this they weren't—they weren't like being jerks about it either. Uh huh. Um, they were just asking what the what like what happened, and he was saying it was from like reshoots because of uh, um, or reshoots for corrections and stuff like that. I don't know, man. But if you're if you're having to reshoot, well, that many stages, something's up. Well, let's say let's say it's legit. But if you have to reshoot, where you have seventy four edits, the max directors one must really not like you. The people who squad with you probably also hate you. Because um, can you imagine being in a local match? Having yeah. to deal with somebody who has 74 edits every like for the entirety that you shot with them? That, that's ridiculous. I mean, we, we had one match where um, by the stage design, we had to sit through like five reshoots. <laughs> like that was... Oh my, that was... No, it, it was four reshoots. Yeah, and like that was because I was, I was I was about to, I was ready to chuck this guy's lights out. Yeah, because like it was miserable, but it was also unfortunately the way that the stage was designed. Um, Not designed, set up. Set, yeah, yeah, the way that it was set up. Um, but if if you have a guy who is actually having to reshoot over fifty percent, so reshooting at least one stage fifty percent of all the matches he shoots, dude, I would never squad with this dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, so 
So they published the in in their report. They published uh, what they know so far. So data editing history. Um, and I'm reading this verbatim, except the shooter's name. When it was first brought to our attention, we had the ability to sync our own practice score apps to the club's app. We started investigating uh, edit history, and several shooters quickly caught our attention. Edits happen, but they shouldn't be frequent. This is true. Yep. Um, we were looking for shooters with a pattern for frequent data edits in combination with questionable timestamps in which edits occurred outside of what is the norm. The shooter is one of the individuals that stood out, and there are others beyond the immediate scope of this conversation. As your own investigations have shown, he has a long history of data editing and in some cases much later than the stage was shot. When this was discovered, most of the local USPSA community were made aware of it, uh, though being a largely non-confrontational group, no one overtly called him out on it. Many just refused to shoot with him. That's fair. That is, that's very fair. But I also think if, if crap starts to stink like that, you should probably call it out. You should. And at the same time, if nobody wants to shoot with that person... Right then, it also has squad imbalances, etc. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah. Dude, but wait, it's... there's more. Oh no! So the second section is first-hand accounts. Many of us, include myself, including uh, many of us, myself included, have seen the shooter shoot a stage, dislike his performance, or dislike the fact that a popper didn't go down when he quote unquote shot it perfectly and demanded a reshoot, which he generally got as as he often shot with less seasoned shooters who didn't know any better. So that's even worse because it's not even just edits. It's, it's he's he's manipulating new shooters. He's lying to their faces. He's making it seem like something that's not following the rules is okay. So this again, this goes outside of the scope of just his, da- like data manipulation. This yeah, th- is... this goes outside of his own performance. This starts affecting other people because now you're lying to people. You're telling them uh, what's what's not like what what's not the rules. Well, yeah, and you're you're showing that. You, you can get away with something that you should not be able to. Exactly. Which then, you know, as we've talked about the whole RO conversation, right? You may not know the rules, but you know enough to shoot. You start to learn these bad things where you think it's a legitimate call, but it is not a legitimate call. And then it'll screw you over as a shooter. Yep. And there's more. Moving forward, yeah. The same goes for when he would get a squib, which he was often. He would demand a reshoot. Which, okay. If you're getting a squib often, you should probably quit reloading. <laughs> yes. You um, should. A few months back, someone with a general comprehension for the rules argued that wasn't allowed, and the shooter finally yielded to that. I and many others have also seen him shoot a classifier, dislike how he performed, claim he'll pay for a new classifier, then reshoot the classifier, overriding his previous entry rather than create a new shooter entry, which is how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to create a new shooter when you reshoot a classifier and not edit your original score. Yes, as was USPSA wants their money. Yes, as was made clear during the whole Tony... The Tony Cowden Correct. situation. Yes. And then we have often explained that wasn't allowed. He usually said, don't worry, I'll resubmit it later as a separate entry, which none of us personally saw to be the case. So that means he probably had some access to the, the tablets on a club level, right? If he himself is saying that he's going to add the entry, mm-hmm. right? Um, yo, that's, I don't, I don't that's know. That's super man. messed up. That's like super sketch. Like this is more... More so than a cheating by editing on practice score, this just seems like straight up shady practice as a shooter and as a competitor, right? Should I keep on reading? I think it's worth going through, Okay. Next section is using edits to improve his scores while also degrading other shooters' scores. Wait, so he was like editing other people's scores? Well, let's, let's find out. Earlier this year, several of us were shooting together, including the shooter. A bunch of redacted names, blank, blank, blank. 
were regular competitors who shot at a local club. When the shooter was on deck to shoot the classifier, uh, another shooter quietly told me to keep an eye on the shooter. After we left that stage, I inquired with the other shooter what he meant by that. Uh, the other shooter asked what I had heard the... Uh, the other shooter asked if I had heard the rumors regarding the shooters cheating. I admitted I had. We all had. We all saw the evidence in practice score. The spacing is super weird right now. I also told a bunch of other shooters and the match director, I guess. It's a one big redacted line. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, the rest of us weren't sure just how far that cheating cancer had spread. Note, none of us have personally seen him cheat, and none of the practice score evidence appears to support either. Uh, the shooter said that he was the other shooter said he was aware of the concerns and that the other shooters were starting to distance himself from the shooter in question with the intent to sever ties. But the other shooters explained he was doing this not only because the other shooters was altering his own scores. Uh, some other shooter realized that um, was not only that particular shooter editing his own scores for the better. But there were several times that the shooter in question had submitted worse scores than that was shot for another shooter. Yo, so like, let's say he's running the tablet then and he's like tagging no shoots or procedurals into into their scores, like after the fact, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, it, that, that's super sketch. That's um, super scummy. Like the fact that somebody even has a suspicion that somebody's going through and editing scores, like that's not cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because um, again, you're impacting people outside of, outside of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it keeps on going, and it says that uh, someone called him out on it, and that was where they started to part ways. I was so angry and disturbed upon hearing this that I employ, implored another shooter to go inform the match director immediately. He did. They were aware of the shooter's prior habitual edits. However, making another competitor scores worse was, the new, was news to them. They appreciated the new input, but offered zero resolution, nor implied anything further would be done in the matter. Which is like, this is kind of on the club too then. It is. I mean, because it, if they know that he's editing his own scores for the better, one, that's, you know, when we talk about equitable competitive situations, right? Right. as a match director, you, you know that somebody is making non-equitable actions and not doing anything about it. I don't, yeah. It's, it's, I don't want to say like the club deserves to have that guy continuing to shoot at the club, but they kind of do. Um, so actually speaking of that, the next section is called widespread awareness. And then they basically say that several people reach out to the match directors and there were four large clubs in the area that he, that, that everyone shot at. Uh huh. Um, and ev apparently the match directors were very well, very well aware of this shooter's, um, a questionable practice score conduct and they they said they had several discussions internally and all unanimously agreed that short of catching him in the act there's nothing that can be done about it which is bs you can at least confront the shooter about you it can. because that's and the very least you should do not only to the benefit of the integrity of your club that's something that you should be doing for the integrity and like clarity of your shooters like that's a that's a transparency thing yeah and i mean honestly you could just be like hey you're not touching the tablet uh, before anything, any edits go in for your particular score, it needs to come back to the match director, right? Like you could police the shooter in a way that adds very little stress or, you know, extra level of effort, really. Or like just it. even, or even just um, pull them aside after a match, and or before a match, and just be like, hey, 
all this stuff happened. And, you know, I just want to talk to you about it, get your side of the story. Right. And, and you can say that like the excuse of, Oh, when I was editing my, my scores or whatever, um, for reshoots and stuff like that, that only works for a little bit. It does. Because he shot 92 matches by the time this, this report was published. And it's kind of absurd that someone could play dumb for that long. Yeah, and like I think I've shot. Or I'm sorry, be dumb for that long. I think out of the like the past four years, I've been shooting on and off. Like I've I may have like 115 matches right now, which is not a lot. And but like, it's like by like the 10th, 15th match, you should have a pretty good grasp of how to you should. do the technical stuff. And even if you don't, you ask somebody to do it for you or to help you understand it. So I don't know. I I, think I don't buy it. I don't not buy it one either. bit. Um, and then apparently he started changing tactics too. It says that uh, he was very, he became aware of the community's awareness for his acts, and he started being um, all of a sudden there was a drop in score editing, which is very suspicious. Absolutely, like if all like if, anyone who has any common sense or situational awareness would be able to call this out so freaking quick. Like if you can all of a sudden fix your issues like that, it means those the intentional, right? Right, um, but then apparently there were a few cases where he tried to take the tablet quickly, before he, before he clicked approve so he could edit his scores. There would be no edit log. Yeah, see, uh, dude, I don't know. That I feel like that's enough information for me to call BS on this guy, and like he's shady stuff, man. Yeah, and um, then it says here later that the unspoken rule amongst most regular shooters, uh, when assigned to his squad, is to make all effort to ensure that he never has a tablet in his possession which i think is what you could do and you can make it official be like hey just heads up in your safety brief or your range brief whatever being like we know all the discussion that's happening around this particular shooter and so in order to make sure that there's integrity um if there are going to be any score edits come to us etc etc you know you could maybe they feel bad that they don't want to confront him by name specifically. I wouldn't feel bad about but it if, at all. But if everybody already knows, just why not be like, hey, we know everybody thinks this guy's cheating. Um, because of that, we're going to put in some things in place to give him the benefit of the doubt. So he's not never going to touch a tablet. If there's going to be score edits for his scores, come to us and we have to approve them before there's a reshoot or before anything like that. Right? I mean, it's if everybody knows what's the harm in calling it out at a brief to say, we want to give him the benefit of the doubt and therefore we're going to put some things in play where... You will still be able to participate, still be able to compete, but we're going to put in some guardrails just to make sure that nobody can say one way or the other what is going on, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's I don't know. It, it just it also just or like, at least me the it, wrong way. it at least um, gives that shooter, the shooter in question, some sort of plausible deniability because exactly, at, least, yeah. at least that way, like that would help him in that case. But apparently, I guess he's beyond that, and he would just take the tablet anyway. And it, they go on to say that the um, uh, they say that the while the practice score data itself is damning, um, that they have not seen a personal admission of guilt. But he did it, he did say that he quote unquote wasn't the only one and has quote unquote turned over a new leaf and has been training hard. Great. Okay. Doesn't sound like an admission, but it sounds like an like implicit admission yeah it's it's almost like it's uh you know when they say don't talk until your lawyer's present like it's kind of the stuff that you'd say that uh is questionable so man it's, it's just so messed up and, and again for like level ones dude like what's the point i don't like what do you gain 
nothing. You don't get better. People don't like you. People yeah. hate, will hate you after that. You'll be crucified. Yeah, you're you're wasting ammo. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I bet after this whole Tony Cowden thing, so he, since he's not suspended or banned from USPSA anymore, I bet no club that he's going to be trying to shoot at is going to be welcoming to him. Yeah, or even if they are, they're gonna people are going to be Like suspicious. BOD or not. Yeah. Because uh, clubs at their discretion are allowed to ban people. Yeah. I mean, like, they'll have to pass the information up to the section coordinator, but, like generally at their own discre- at their own discretion they can ban people for yeah and i mean like a myriad can, of reasons you can ban them from the range that holds the the, the match right well, you can ban them from the range that holds the match if you're a member of that like if you're like a board member of the yeah, range uh-huh. if you have the power to yeah but you can also but as a uspsa club you can ban people from from that club which i yeah which sounds fair to me right if you're running the club as long as you're not power hungry and just banning people because they're better than you or whatever. Oh, right? have I been missing out? <laughs> I don't think you have to, to be honest. Let's be real. <laughs> as a match director. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't... I don't it's just, it just... I'd be furious if I had shooters like that coming to my match. I'd be ready to freaking bite heads off because I, have so, I get so many new shooters every week that it's, it would be so harmful to, to the general, like new shooter community or just the uspsa community yeah. in my immediate area and like you know some of the some of the shooters who shoot at your match we've seen this year come out to majors yeah and like you you know that i feel like that's pretty rare with new shooters that they are actively shooting practicing and coming out to majors to shoot and yeah we've seen a handful of them from machine gun nest that we you don't see anywhere else coming out to shoot level twos and level threes this year yeah and, and, and like a lot of them too they only shoot at Machine Gun Nest. Yeah. And I don't want people saying, oh, there's a cheater at Machine Gun Nest, so I bet a lot of other USPSA matches are like this because my match is only 24 people. What about, what about a match with, like, you know, 100 people? There are probably, like, five or six cheaters. Yeah. I don't, I, like, I don't want that image on my match. I don't want that image on USPSA or, like, in this Delmarva section as a whole. Yeah. Because it's so harmful to matches. It's so harmful to shooters. It puts such a bad image on us. And it like, makes us look like we have no backbone. Yeah, and like from like a meme perspective, I know a lot of people have been talking trash about Area eight, Area Six because of, you know, what's been happening. And it's like, oh yeah, Area Six is full of cheaters. Like, yes, it's a joke, but at the same time, like that's also represented. Like it's re- representative of how people actually feel about the area, you know. And yeah. So yeah, we we don't want that anywhere. We don't want that in the sport, and you know, it's just yeah. I, I, I would I don't rather see why shoot. Do it. I would rather shoot IDPA than shoot with a bunch of cheaters. Just put it that way. I'd rather stay um, at home and play video games than do either of those things. Yeah, play some USPSA on Call it, of Duty. At least hardcore. they make the hacking fun in Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> and you can talk about fornicating with other people's mothers. Yep, and then also just and doing lots of drugs, and because that's what you talk about when you're 14 years old and you're playing <laughs> Xbox, getting crazy kill streaks. Ooh yeah, yeah. Um, I killed a guy today and stole his uh, care package. I got a AC one thirty out. Boy, of it. that's that that's, was some ooh. that was some gangster move. That was yeah. Dang. <laughs> I totally blue balled him, <laughs> and I and we won based on that AC one thirty. Anyway, don't cheat in USPSA. It's bad. It's and a, I will hate you if you do it again. Send us a message if you think there's a legitimate reason to cheat because I guarantee you you will not find one. And if you have a legitimate reason, this that, applies to life as a whole. No, no, just for USPSA, because I can give you reasons to cheat in video games, so I don't want to put it out as a... Why would you cheat in... Is this how you beat me in Call of Duty? No, it's to troll other cheaters, it's to grief, and if you don't care about getting banned. 
Okay, yeah. Okay. Right? Fair. So, like, there, there, you know, there are reasons that you... Okay, so what if you don't care about getting banned in USPSA? Then not, then... It, then you, and you just want to do it for griefing. But, but you wouldn't be, <laughs> but you wouldn't be griefing anybody at a level one. Like, that's like playing quick play and griefing people. Like, what, what do you get out of it? Like, oh, I'm beating everybody. I'm always first place in hardcore. That is literally how video games work. Dude, not, not, it's like, it's not even competitive. It's not ranked. It's not competitive play do you think your average person do you think your average person who plays call of duty is doing mlg ladders or anything like that no, no well, we're but, all just grieving in the lobby because that's just how it is but that's what i mean like at least in call of duty you can make people miserable by your cheating you can make miserable by your cheating in uspsa no it's just like dude what are you doing like like the thing i was just reading you're you're degrading other people's scores and you're making them appear worse than they really yeah, are but that's like attacking people like that's not even griefing that's just uh, that's like swatting them yeah or like red flagging <laughs> people and so i would consider that very different than cheating unless swatting like, unless it go fast do you remember what go fast yeah just... <laughs> where you red flag your your competition yeah so yeah but either way, if you can, in level one matches, if you can give me a legitimate reason as to why cheating is acceptable, I will personally give you a $25 gift card to somewhere. And Keanu will come over and pimp smack you across the face. Yes. Because so, there should not be a good reason for cheating in USPSA. Out of pocket, out of the sparse amount of dollars I have for ammo in 2020, I will give you $25 of it. You know, 2020 hasn't even started yet. Yes, I know. I've got to save up money. So oh, you're I will, screwed. $25 <laughs> if you can give me a legitimate reason to cheat at a level one. So Send it to our Facebook, too, because we never read our messages on Instagram or our email. Yeah. So <laughs> if anybody even listens to our podcast anymore, I don't know. Well, apparently over a 1,000 people do. Over the course of the 40 weeks or 28 weeks we've done it or whatever. Um, hey, man. Pride. Yeah, no, that that's some... Con- Maybe not super consistent, but it's uh, it's been a good run. Um, but yeah, so that's all I have to say. Cheating in USPSA is scummy. Don't do it. But apparently cheating in video games is cool. It's not and cool. It's for people who want to fornicate with moms. It's not and, cool. And you know, get MILFs. But like, there, I feel like there is entertainment in cheating in video games. But I really don't see the entertainment in changing scores on your tablet. At a USPSA match. We're at 2,300. Dang! How'd that happen? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. But I think that's no all idea. I've got. Do you have anything else on the whole cheating topic? No, don't cheat. Please don't yeah, cheat. Yeah, don't cheat. Um, You're a piece of trash if you cheat. Especially in USPSA. Especially in USPSA. Yes. So. If you do the opposite of cheating and just try and do stupid stuff to make you perform even worse, I'm all for that. But, like, you you could also... Like shooting L10 minor with a Beretta with a production rig. (laughs) Or just doing, like, really weird stage plans that you think might benefit you. I don't know. You mean, like, what you do? Sometimes. You think of some really wacky stuff, and sometimes it doesn't work out. But, like, that's usually when my match has been a train wreck already, and it's just like, whatever. No, dude, I've been amazed with you, and you're like, what if we just do this? But sometimes they're good ideas. Sometimes. Sometimes they're good ideas. 50% of the time, every time, they're a good idea. The other 50% of the time, every time, it's a horrible idea. But you've got to learn to think outside the box and how you approach things, in my opinion. Are you thinking outside the box, though? Yes. Or are you just being dumb? A little bit of both. Or sometimes they they coincide with each other. A little bit of both. Um, But yeah, so we'll wrap it up with that. Um, this has been the CSRG podcast talking about cheating and how much it sucks. I'm Chris. I'm Keanu. Shoot well. We'll see you on the range and don't cheat. Don't cheat.